Hi, I'm Jack. Uh, I was in the marching band from 2013 through uh, when I graduated in 2016 and then came back for an additional year of marching band in 2017. I was able to participate in all the games and all the stuff and I played trombone and was able to do drum major, the, the people with the white hats. Uh, I was able to do that in my senior year, 2016, um, and I love the marching band. Hi, I'm Shannon Kelly. I played trombone in the Vandal Marching Band and Basketball Band 2011 through 2015, plus a little moment in December 2016. Showed up and played at the Idaho Potato Bowl and watched my free, my slide free shut as the Vandals won. The best part was, that was in my second and final year of graduate school at Colorado State. Shows where my loyalties lie at the end of the day, because I was willing to freeze with our people. And most of you know me, my name is Martin. Uh, I was in the band from 2012 to 2016 and had a minor victory lap in 2016 like Jack. <laughs> so my position right now is historian and staff assistant for the Vandal Marching Band, and I'm most of the way through writing a book in time for the centennial, because our band turns 100 next year. So it basically started in 1919, after the end of World War One. A lot of veterans were home. The rate of attrition, the number of casualties suffered by U of I, even though U of I was not very big, it was still very steep. Everyone knew someone who knew someone who had died. And so, being kind of at the beginning of the Roaring Twenties era, they wanted to have some fun. So the Cadet Band, which is basically the ROTC, had their own band. They started playing at games. Starting the next year, 1920, they decided to have a separate one because both veterans and full civilians wanted to play things other than patriotic marches and military songs. And so a freshman from Kappa Sigma named Lynn F. Hersey, a saxophone player, started the band, and this guy was basically overachiever extraordinaire, ASUI president, honors student in geology, in ASUI, all like Argonaut, all these things. And so from the beginning... The band, its members have had a history of being involved in everything on campus. Bandles, as we like to call ourselves, we are everywhere. We love our campus, and even after we graduate, we contribute. Uh, I just want to say, like, why I, just like a little quick, like, what, why am I doing this podcast? I love band, and I love band because um, the VMB, the Vandal Marching Band, a little acronym for you there, uh, seemed like to me a microcosm of the community I found in Moscow. Everyone was super welcoming, super friendly, um, wanted to have a good time, wanted to look out for each other, wanted to help each other, and the band was just so supportive and friendly and fun, and I just fell in love with it. And it's like everything I like about this town and this university is just like concentrated, like with thick pulp in in the marching band, and it's just been a treat, and that's why I um, still do band events when I can and um, watch the band whenever I can't. And it's fun because we've gone through from a little group in the early 20s of 20-something guys who all men in goofy sweaters and hats that look like they were at Krispy Kreme Donuts, go on train rides to and from games, and now we're at 250 people. It's amazing. It's a great tradition. Uh, Shannon, after World War II, the band changed a lot? Yes, because after World War II, you had lots of GIs, lots of veterans coming to U of I who not only... Had the GI Bill helping them pay for school, many first-generation students, but many of them had gotten amazing music education and training in the military. So you had guys showing up who already knew what they were doing. On top of that, while the men, most of the men were absent during World War II, 
women got to basically run athletic bands. If you look at Argonauts from during the war, the biggest campus celebrity was the drum major, drum majorette, the Taunton twirler, Billy Keaton. And after that became, the numbers just built. The director towards the end of World War II was this guy named Edmund J. Marty, E.J. Marty. He came from a family where basically everybody prior to Dan Buckbitch was a Midwestern guy. Both of E.J. Marty's parents were involved with the Barnum and Bailey Circus Band. Yeah, no joke. He was a circus guy. He knew about showmanship. He knew how to put on a show. He really did know how to put on a show. He knew how to fundraise, too. And his wife played it. She was a PE professor, and she was integral to getting women integrated into the band. Especially because they had been from a part of the country where the universities already had humongous bands, and Idaho was still around 25, 30 people as an average. After Marty, it gets bigger. He left in, a, like I believe it was 45, 46, because he got a job at University of Arkansas with the Razorback Marching Band. He's the one that made them become the Marching 100. And he had his, basically his start at U of I. I mean, after Marty, you have Kermit Hosh, who also helps transform the Idaho band from just a pep band on a field to an intense marching unit. After him, you have Warren Bells, who was a World War II veteran. He had been a radio guy in the European theater. He, and then he came to U of I. He was a woodwind guy. Really revolutionized the way that they would march. They started doing drill that made pictures and things that moved. They'd perform in Neal Stadium. And then after him, Bellis brought in... It's kind of like everybody brings in somebody who's important, who brings in somebody that's important. Bellis brings in... I believe it's David Seiler. He pushes it up even more. And then after him, the legendary Rob Spevacek, who, if you know anything about drum corps, he led the Madison Scouts to many different championships. And he helped get the Sound of Idaho, the size increase to over 100, the kind of music they were playing, the just the level of everything was amplified. And then after him, Dan Buckbitch, who's still a professor here, Al Gemberling, Tori Lawrence, and Spencer Martin. So Svevacek is the one that brought us, that brought the band to more modern times? Yeah, Svevacek definitely mo kind of gave us the biggest jump in modernization. We started playing a lot of kind of rock or pop tunes so that people in the stands get excited and recognize music. He had them play... Roundabout by Yes, which we have video of it. It's amazing. Yeah, and that kind of gets into what I, something I wanted to talk about with kind of like the goal of the Idaho Marching Band um, and kind of the, the modernity of it, but um, how it's supposed to be fun. High school marching band is kind of stale and you kind of, you stand and you, you try and, you know, impress judges who are looking at, at how technical you can be in your steps and in your, your tone and stuff, but the UI band just wants to have fun. They, the goal is to entertain college kids. And that's that's what we're going for. So the goal is different, and so it feels like a like a different group sometimes. And that's why we'll play pop tunes. We'll play meme you know, music with the uh, Pop-Tart Cat, Neon Cat, yeah, and, and the Wii Music theme, yeah. and uh, Shooting Stars. Like, um, And there's a lot of dad rock in there, too, you know, stuff from the 80s. But we're just trying to entertain people, and so that's why goofy stuff and shtick and gimmick. I mean, like, 
Um, That's why we did like the cup stuff. I think. Yeah, like, cups and beaten like on beaten on chairs. Oh my yeah. god, what's, what does the fox say? Remember that song? <laughs> yeah, we all dance. Style. Yeah. So this is first year. Um, this year we're doing yeah. uh, some Drake stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was really fun for me, um, being a band, seeing how the goal was different to just kind of entertain people and be goofy and have yeah. a fun time and a lot of dancing. Like, I learned to dance in the Vandal Marching Band, and now yeah. I do it, like, oh, recreationally yeah. at basketball games, out of uniform. <laughs> like, when YMCA's played, like, I want I go out in front in the audience and stuff, and I want everyone to be dancing. It's like, you know the dance. Come on, <laughs> let's all have a good time together and play this yeah. goofy song. Um... And it's just been really cool like that. I think that's one of the strongest things. And um, having a uh, director like Spencer who wants to do that and, and shtick and gimmick, you know, he always wants to do the first thing. He, what, what was his phrase? He doesn't want to... If you can be the best at what you do, that's really good. Yeah. But if you can be the only one doing what you do, that's the next level. Well, I think the major epic of the vandal marching band from the very beginning is we don't take ourselves seriously we take what we do seriously when you see college marching bands where they take themselves extremely seriously you don't really want to hang out with them you don't want to go and give them a high five after the game whether you're a band person or you're just someone watching the sports you don't versus i feel like vandal marching band we've had people come up whether they quit band in middle school or whatever Come up after the game. Give us a high five. Thank us for playing. It's the connection. Yeah, I've had players from other teams. This more applies yeah. to basketball band yeah. and volleyball band. They're a smaller gig where, you know, I mean, if you've been to a basketball game, you know, you know what the band's like. Um, and I've had players from visiting teams be like, you guys were lit. Yeah. Like you're you like guys no, make the games fun. <laughs> no other no other band is, is like this. Just the shouting and the dancing and the the I don't want to say heckling, but it's always sportsmanlike. You know, yeah. we know where to draw the line, but we're going to try and get in your head a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. in a fun, safe, sportsmanlike, you know, way. But, like, <laughs> I want to piss you off a little bit. Like, <laughs> I want to mock you some. Um, but, but and it's just a fun time. And, like, when I do the moves, I can see people, like, looking at me on the other teams. It's, you know, a little ego tickler there, but, like, um, the community loves this band. Why does... Why is the band so popular here? Like, band is cool at the U of I. Like, why is that? Just because we're different, we like to have fun. I mean, sometimes we're the highlight of games when sports aren't down. When sports are down. That's true. With a historically um, challenged football team, at least since, you know, 2008 or whatever, um, you got to have something to to look forward to or, or to entertain yourself and yeah it's been good for that the the community response has just been amazing um how much people like the band and how when you wear a band shirt you'll get old people and young people at the mall you know like oh we love the band everyone loves the band and and you know you've made impacts in some people's life there was a a really cool performance we were able to do um uh, student at the university, Keegan Felt, was a huge Vandal fan, huge athletics fan. He loved the band, and he died um, during the year. And so his parents, th- there was a celebration of life for him um, a few weeks later, and his parents invited the marching band as, like, a special surprise. And so we get on the Vandal trolley, 
and we go to the other side of the cemetery where it's being held, and um, we hide in the bushes pretty much you know, halfway through until we get a signal, and then we march up, and it felt like almost like a New Orleans funeral or something, but it was, you know, something happy, some celebration. And, um, you wanted to make people happy instead of being a sad moment? Absolutely, and so we freaking cadence up there to this kid's funeral and play the fight song like a few times and um and you know you've impacted someone's life um if if their parents want you to be there as the band you know how special that i mean i want the band at my funeral uh, <laughs> i'd love to put that on the record right now but. you want to get dropped in a casket just lowered in the ground by the fight song or yeah something? put a spoon in there with me too <laughs> yeah um um, uh, oh, there's a fun gig at the Zion's Bank building. Shannon, do you remember that one yep. much? Do you want to tell us? So, would that have been Potato Bowl? It was Potato yeah, Bowl. Potato oh, yeah, Potato Bowl 2016. Yeah. When, once again, I was there at a game against CSU when I was still attending there. A CSU student playing in the Vandal Marching Band. Yep. So, <laughs> we get invited to go to this office in the Zion's Bank building in downtown Boise. And it isn't a full band, but it's... A so, mini-band? Yeah, it was a mini-band. There was at least 30 of us. We stuff into the elevators in shifts to go up to this office that has this gorgeous view of the mountains. We go in there and just storm the place. You can hear the cadence is bouncing off the walls in a circle. There's a few Boise State fans in there just going, just looking very smug. So, of course, we played extra loud in their face. Let them know how much fun it is. Even when we rode the elevators down, the drum line was just pounding away in that the elevators. You can just hear this music go down, just down through this building. And so why did we uh, surprise an office full of people in the Zions Bank building? I believe that Spencer basically got a request from some people. There was alumni who wanted to see the band, plus they wanted to see their Boise State alum neighbors get annoyed. <laughs> Which by the end, even the Bronco fans were having fun. It isn't their fault that their band never visits them at their workplace. It really isn't their fault. As I understand it, the it was their their head manager, their chief or something, was a Boise yep. alum and you know, had a Somebody good like sneer on it alum. and and didn't he have to write a check for us? Because wasn't that a paid gig? Oh, yeah. That's what I'd heard. Yep. So he had to pay to have his ass kicked mentally <laughs> by a small band, and that was fun. Yeah, Remember like... my this was in my junior year. We went out, a small group of us, we got on some school buses, and we went out into eastern Washington to watch Tuckna. Because they're small, very small schools. Their football teams, they combine the two neighboring, yeah, they combine their neighboring school districts for eight-man football, and some of those kids out there are like eighth graders playing against kids who are seniors in high school. And we got to go, they were in the middle of reviving their band program, and we even had their county newspaper come and cover us and everybody at that school between the kids the teachers the student athletes the coaches they were so inspired and happy to have us there i'd like to think that some of those kids in that school whether they were in band or on that football team i hope that one day they show up here whether they're playing for the vandals on the field or in the stands i hope that some of those kids make it here or if they they go to washington state wherever they find themselves i hope that that was an inspiring moment for them was that spencer what's the thing spencer always says before a game about like changing he always says you will change someone's life to you at some point in your life you saw 
a marching band or someone playing music or doing someone anything. Someone made you want and, to do this, that one thing. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a position where we can share that, um, which is just incredible. And he says, you will change someone's life today. Um, and I want to have a little aside to it. It's a, just a thing we do, but yeah. you're familiar with the Zombie Nation, Current right. Craft 4000. It's like a stadium chant, but whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And so the band, if you go to a basketball game, you'll see it. And there's a lot of thrusting in this mm, band, which a lot of hip thrusting. A lot of, thrusting. Lot of hip thrusting. And the band all woos and thrusts three times, and we're doing it for a while, and so this is this little dance, and I see these six, seven, eight-year-old... Very small children. First or second graders. A few like elementary kids at the basketball game, and they're looking at us, and they're doing the dance, and when it gets to that part, they, woo, 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 and all I could think of is like, you will change someone's life today. <laughs> and like, now oh, it's God. a thing at every game, there's so... All over, there's the children all, of Moscow. All fans... All fans, young and old, will join in and so occasionally do the, the moves with us for yeah. things. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded now of uh, a reason why community or why we have, make so many friends, just everyone we make friends with. And uh, Spencer put it well when he said, we're kind of disarming. You know, you'll, you'll go with another school and you've got these competitors, you know, this yeah. other band or these other people. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you're looking for a vibe, it's kind of, but we're all just like, hey, how's it going? And we're just like naive and cheerful and friendly. And it's like, you can't hate someone like that. You can't be mad at a band that's just like trying to be friendly and have fun. So it's like, it's really disarming. Well, like when at the Potato Bowl, when we were waiting to go out into the stadium, we watched the Colorado State Band walk through and we we're playing cadences and waving and dancing with them. They had so much fun. Yeah. It's also fun when we play Boise State for basketball games because as much as we want to hate Boise State, especially when you're in band, a lot of us see familiar faces in their band. We see friends from high school. And so we'll be kind of like texting each other saying, hey, you, you suck. But then we'll also give them a hug at the end and give them snacks and stuff, which is, I think makes yeah. it fun because we'll see people going, why are those Vandal people hugging those Boise State people? I'm like, at the end of the day. We're just people. We're yeah. Not, we're not robots. We're not... Just here to have a good time. Besides, their their fight song is too close to ours for us not to be there. For it's great. Have you have you listened to the words for it or like read the words? It's almost embarrassing. Yeah, it's like it's so just like hey man, with, hey with man, honor man. and distinction, and it's hey like man, you want to copy my homework? Just make some few small type minor changes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like they're playing Go Vandals in an echoing chamber. It's yeah. way too close to yeah. ours. Uh, that does make me want to talk about Go Vandals, the best fight song in the nation, which isn't just my opinion. It's also the opinion of. Like Rolling Stone couple, and on some, one year in 2015. Some, some newspaper said something. We typically about us do well in the top tens, yeah. and it's such an easy song to sing, and everyone in band knows the words. Mm-hmm. Every it's required that you learn you the words. You will learn to the, the words to the fight song before the before the first day of school. Let's put it that way. If mm-hmm. you're in the band. So so the band does hang out. There yeah. are some functions in the evening on weekends with a lot of people and a small apartment <laughs> and a lot of like like. Oh, there's so many people at some of these events, mm-hmm. and um, God forbid someone like stumbles or something and like like hits twice, and it, you, as soon as you hear two quarter notes, some something coming out, it's like, oh no, someone's gonna start singing the fight. That sounds awful, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but not. I, I, but that's the spirit. Um, yeah, and so it's loud doesn't sound good, but we so, still so, learn it. So at parties, everyone's singing the fight song, and people. I've I remember being shocked my freshman year. People. 
slamming on walls, Shock and all. slamming on ceilings, taking cabinet doors, and bop, 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 and we're all the screaming the fight. When there's a noise complaint, it's not, it's not, it's never it's anything never but, it's always until the fight song, everything's cool, and then we do the fight song, and it's like, alright, give it ten <laughs> minutes, and someone might roll up And here. I feel, and the funniest thing is, whenever there's a noise complaint, if cops show up, they're very friendly. They already know it's us, because people, they hear They just the know. And maybe it's because they hear, wow, no, like, how can you get that many people to pound and shout that song in such perfect time at the same time? I was like, can you not play Go Vandals? But uh, the fight song is really, really important to us, and we all know yeah. the words, and it's a, it's a really easy one to sing. So you should also, uh, dear listener, learn the words to your fight song, because um, it's a real treat. Yeah, like, just kind of a bold. sidetrack on that. Like, I remember during pregame with a bowl game, just hearing the whole... Albertson Stadium, whatever it was called, them just, just hearing all the vandals just sing. It was so cool to hear, like, to hear it loud. Like, wow, this is this is actually happening. Yeah, the Potato Bowl was really Rock cool. It was a great song. Yeah, yeah, and the energy there. And, I mean, we sold more seats at Albertson Stadium than in the Kibbe Dome, which, like, makes sense because there's, like, a bazillion more people in Boise mm-hmm. than there are in Moscow. But there's a lot of vandals there, and I think we should play more stuff there because they obviously sold a lot of Idaho tickets. Um, any potato bowl memories? It was the coldest experience of my life. That's what I remember about the potato yeah, bowl. Yeah, literally the coldest, the coldest, the coldest thing I've ever had in my life. life. It was the weirdest rendition of the beer song ever because of trombones. We yeah. only had like four slide positions available. But, and things were freezing. People's valves were freezing. Yeah, my slide was freezing. was freezing. I literally couldn't operate my horn. The first half, of, like we go down for the halftime show, and it's like, I still all remember, right. Like we're, we're getting playing. I'm playing for the first half of the show, and then there's a little break where, you know, I put my horn down, and, yeah. you know, the drum line's doing something, and 15 seconds later, when I put my horn up, I can't move it out of first position. I, I, still, I, I have four notes I can play. The turf was frozen. There were players sl- during the game just sliding across the field. That was, yeah. that was a goofy game. And some of the CSU people, when I went back to class after that game, they said, well, you guys are used to that, and I said, no, we play in a dome, and they... the." CSU Rams have played in games hours much, they're much lower time. temperatures, but they're cold. East of the Rockies is kind of drier, and I ran to a few of my, because I was a graduate teaching assistant, some of my own students in the band, which it was hilarious to see their reaction. What are you doing here, Miss Kelly? Oh, yeah, I'm, where are you in the uniform? So, I understand. But they asked, is it always this cold? It is, but we're always nice and yeah, stadium. Yeah, we're always in a dome. There's no place like dome, that's yep. for sure. We watch <laughs> video of WSU at their games where their team, their band is having to trudge through a snowstorm and yeah. in a nice 70 degree dome. At first, you know, I kind of thought we were like pampered, it's a little like babyish, it's like, oh, we're playing a dome, and it's like, I feel a little guilty about it, but like, no. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I feel so good about the dome now. Uh, it is the most gorgeous, amazing thing, and if you're doing anything on the Palouse, like, you should just put a dome over it. <laughs> like Wazoo yeah. should smarten up and put a dome over Martin Stadium. Yeah, because um, the dome is amazing. There's no wind. There's no rain. Yeah, it's always like you can wear a t-shirt. What's more fun than marching band though is basketball band. I'm yeah. gonna put that out there right yeah. now. Mar- yeah. Basketball band is way more fun. It's a smaller group. Yeah. You, so you can do bolder things. It's hard to yeah. coordinate 200 people. Yeah, I'll but back, like, like you can get thirty-five yeah. people, and in a group of thirty-five, if you get ten people doing something, you know it's pretty zesty, and you can make up a lot of new chants and things. Yeah. You know, when when just uh, just like just have when you some, can always test things in basketball band and then bring it to 
football. Mm-hmm. And it's a much more way. intimate setting. You're closer to the fans. They have an easier time figuring out what you're doing so they can do it with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you can make up chants. Like, we chant a lot. Portland's uh, normal. Yeah, like, if we're playing Portland State, it's like, Portland's normal. I don't think it's a... And, like, I mean, there's always the classic, like, he doesn't even go here. Like, when they're trying to do a fight, uh, free throw. Um, you've probably heard some of these if you've been to enough of them, but it's yeah, like, like your like, mother is a Vandal fan. Your, your mother, mother is, is a Vandal, Vandal fan. And then, she is disappointed. Well, yeah, she they, is so proud. Yeah, if they miss, it's like, well, your mom's real proud. Um, <laughs> the power of potato. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes other basketball teams will, you know, defense, defense. Defense. And so, if you're chanting and you haven't played in a band or anything, um, people speed up. That's why, like, when you start that slow clap and everyone's clapping together, inevitably, and, like, defense, like, people want to speed up. It's a natural thing. And so, if you're conscious of it, then you're like, nope, we can keep this going, keep it at a a regular pace. Otherwise, things get too fast and get out of control. But if you know that speeding up's natural and you don't want them to be chanting so much, you can kind of speed them up if you chant with them and really, like, you can really mess you up really, the crowd. You really kind of manipulate it, try and speed it up. It's really gross. But also, that's a big pet peeve. When you're chanting, don't speed up. <laughs> the number one rule we tell freshmen and first-year members of the band when we march out... Don't speed up. We, we always tell them, don't listen to the tempo of Go Vandals as clapped by the crowd. We love them, but they are wrong. And also, what I remember is don't look at Megatron when you're marching out for pregame. <laughs> It'll that, swallow you alive! There's that giant screen, you know, which yeah. I call Megatron because it's hilarious. Um, and so the cameras are always on the band, and you're, like, trying to look and find yourself. And Use it's like, your eyes, don't turn your head. Big, well, it's not even that. You're, it, this thing's slow, and you're going to be distracted, and it's like, do not look at Megatron. It's like Medusa up there. Like, <laughs> and you this is the look second one they had my soft, like... Partway through college for me, we got the first Idaho Potato Megatron board. And then part, a few a year or two after that, they got the even bigger one. Yeah. Next, we'll just take up the entire wall. It's like a big ceiling, like one in Dallas, right? Like, going to fan interactions? Anything like that? Um, I mean, it's kind of like the dancing again with YMCA. Like, I really yeah. like those people that have the nards to put up their arms in YMCA because like it's not that bad it's not that scary it's like you would like to have fun you got a little yeah like and as more people do it it gets easier um pretty fun fan interaction I know the one that I kind of comes to mind for me is Waco 2016 we're so traveling. this is like the, this this is the is, NCAA tournament this is the, we're in the we're in the NCAA tournament playing Baylor we lose and we're playing, we're playing, they play, Baylor plays their fight song, we play oh, ours. Yeah. So yeah, it's the Baylor, end. Baylor, then Baylor goes to play their own modern, we're, we're kind of packing things up, but we play our beer song, and then after that, a, an older Baylor fan casually comes up and says, is that your alma mater? And we're just like, no. But it so was, but though, it, like, it, we play our fight song, or they play their like, fight song, we play our fight song. They play their alma mater, and we play the beer song, because well, we finish every It's game. kind of like... The unofficial. Do we know how old the beer song is? Like, I don't. I mean, I know it's a traditional because a lot of Midwestern schools play it too. Mm-hmm. I do think it is interesting because whether it was being graduate school at CSU and going to some other games or seeing other schools, I do think it's interesting that a lot of schools, especially Big Ten schools, they end their game by playing their alma mater, and we don't do that. Yeah, no one wants to hear a slow, boring like 
like play some kind of fun so it turns into the beer song yeah and cheer gets super into it Uh, this year's been more challenging with the connection between cheer and band but we do a lot of things together yeah everything's together i like try to make it like that when we went to this would have been 2013 ncaa tournament in connecticut against university of connecticut which we lost because uconn women's basketball is basically professional basketball and we had so many people who Many of them didn't even, many of the fans didn't even know Idaho was a place. And all these things, but they were very gracious. They thought it was fun. Because even the UConn coach said the U of I team reminded him of some of his first teams. He's like, Idaho has, you know, Idaho is going places. They're fantastic. And we did have an older fan come up to us and ask, so the Vandals, aren't those people who break things? And we said, well, they could be, but our Vandals are like the Germanic tribes that sack Rome. And she's like, oh, so Idaho was better. settled by Germany, and we're like, no, but that's okay. And just brought our instruments off to the bus and headed back to Hartford. Yeah, nice. Um, and the other moments are just kind of going off that. Is there any sports moments you like that you will always remember? Um, Whether it be like football, like the bowl game, I know that was kind of a big thing, or... Waco, Reno, basketball. There was there was one really cool time in Mem Gym, which is just the best venue in the world, um, especially for the band, because you have the best seats in the house. Yeah. You're there right behind the hoop. Yeah. You're just above the floorboards. Um, it's an amazing venue. And it's this totally isn't a knock un- on the new arena or anything. We just we love the new arena. We like just love Mem-, Mem Gym. And you can stomp really good on that yeah. stage, too. Your feet can <laughs> make some noise. Apart, but but <laughs> there, was, there was a game, I think this is 2014 or something. Um, was it the double overtime game when you jumped off? Montana? It's, it's, yeah, I don't get the right to the punchline, Martin. But no, we're playing, <laughs> we're playing University of Montana, men's basketball. The place is packed. It's the fourth quarter. The game's close. It goes into overtime. And it... That place became electric. The feeling in there was just astounding. The energy was so crazy between all the fans and the teams. And this has gone into double overtime now. Oh, my God. And um, Montana's shooting a free throw. And, of course, we're always trying to, in a sportsmanlike way, totally get this guy to mess up his free throw. Um, Can I get in his head? And so, yeah, we're coming up with new chants. We're all trying to coordinate something. We're all trying to twerk. You know, because we're literally behind the hoop there. Like, you can't not see us. And so I was doing something, and I coordinated with all the the male cheerleaders who stand right beneath us there. And um, I was like, hey, can I, like, fall off the stage? Because I've been, like, moving my arms around and yelling at this guy, and I'm really moving around the front of the stage. Pretty easy to see me there. And I was like, all right, so if you guys can, like, I don't know, basket catch me or whatever, like... I can fall off, and so he's there, he's getting ready, he bounces it a couple times, and I'm up, and I do this big dive off the stage, and they catch me, and instantly I'm back on my feet. If you haven't had the opportunity, fall, have some cheerleaders catch you, because I just fell, would have cracked my neck, and then it was like, I'm just on my feet, like I just, whoa, whoa, what the hell? And he missed a shot, and so I don't want to say correlation always, you know, it doesn't always imply causation, but like, I don't know, it felt pretty cool, and I haven't done something that cool. Um, that that zesty again, but that was one of my my favorite moments. Um, that was just an electric, uh, really memorable experience. I didn't get to go to Reno. I always went on the Vegas trips, which were mm-hmm. twenty Fun. hours of being on a smelly bus. You got to know your. Yeah, I know like our bus rides to Reno, we always have, we came up with some fun things we could do. 
came up with interesting things to do on our tw- long bus ride. Yeah, <laughs> other than just sing the fight song. Yep. Which we definitely did. <laughs> Get down the hill to Lewiston, start the fight song there. Oh my god. Oh, another moment that I just remember that was always fun. Well, my, my favorite moment, and it came from my favorite player. Taylor, if you're listening to this, you are my favorite player. The, the the game-winning shot in 2016. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Taylor, you made the oh. band. You, Taylor Pierce, you made the band's night, and I will continue to sing that phrase oh. till the end of time. That was the most incredible yeah. game ending of my entire life. Oh. Yep. Is it overtime? We're tied. Yeah. And, and like, or no, we're two down. 30 seconds left in overtime. We're tied, and it's, I think it's 83-83 or something, something like that. Oh. And Taylor Pierce just puts up this this shot that it just we don't see her. Sh- we think we used to see her shoot, and then we it's, just see that it's a buzzer the, beater. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the buzzer book, beater. Like, and she just hucks it from the chest. And oh my flying, god! Flying and oh. shoot! Oh. Da 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 oh, start da, da. the band. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, Reno is a good time. A lot of good yeah. dancing there too. Yeah, those are some fun interactions. When I was in Reno, yeah. I stood outside the band and danced around, and you'll just have old people just being like. Nice, you yeah. know, they're giving you a finger and a good nod. Yeah, all the alum, the arena was always fun for alum, fun for interactions with fans, because you just gotta, you gotta interact with everybody, and everybody's always like, you guys are always fun, and just always having, even other bands there too is fun too, because then we gotta just, we gotta like play off of, I think, my game against Montana, I think the semifinals or something like that, we would chant like, Bozeman's better or something like that, and they'd go like, <laughs> I mean, Boise's kind of better is. and stuff like that, just having... <laughs> Other people. some sassy yeah. stuff between Sass. us and Montana. That's a fun one. It's yeah. a fun rivalry. Um, a good um, community interaction piece where you get to see a lot of people, and a lot of people will see the band that maybe wouldn't otherwise is Serpentine. Um, I remember, I remember having uh, a person I worked with at the Argonaut, a former writer there, um, but she, we were listening to a recording of Go Vandals because you know we're making the radio show, and oh, she's just got this reporting on YouTube, and she's like. Oh, but this one's like a lot faster than how they usually play it, and I was like, "What? This recording is like really slow." It's like bop, 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 bop. The one that's on like, iTunes. Like bop, da, 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 da. Yeah, and it's just like, no, this thing's really slow. And the only time she'd ever actually seen the band was during Serpentine, where we're <laughs> marching really slowly, and so you play. There's really mobs slowly. of people around us. So Serpentine's yeah, fun. crazy fun, and you get to see a lot of people that you wouldn't otherwise. And you, we like to do a lot of costumes. Trombones did booty shorts. Yeah, last year. We yeah, we, all... we did jorts one. We did jorts. Yeah, last Daisy year. Dukes. I got to see that. It was I'm... fun and disturbing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love other you years. All. We've done like there's usually a, usually it's every year for us. It's been like crazy hats or something like that. Yeah, it's just a goofy, Row really fun dark. time. Yep. And then you go down Greek Row, and Greeks follow you, yep. and this big, just just wacky parade of, of everything. Kids go into a bonfire, bonfire in the home park. Man, then when you. Because we march slowly through that, because we're going to speak for everyone. When we start that climb up the hill to the Kibby Dome parking lot, past Hong Kong, and everybody's the just looks, and you're, you just feel legendary. your legs are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so we are unique in that the Sound of Idaho is funded by the Associate Students of University of Idaho, ASUI. We our funding got switched to ASUI in the late '70s, and so we are the students' band. We're funded by student fees. That's mm-hmm. what helps us operate. Um, so it gets our uniforms. That's what gets 
some of our gets our uniforms. Yeah. Food, transportation. A lot of food. <laughs> a lot of pizza. A lot, a lot of, of Domino's, Domino's and a lot, lot of Subway. Pizza Big I shout mean, out to Domino's and Subway people. Yeah. Um, because Stoba, Loco Grind. Yeah, you only so made many. us like 400 sandwiches and just like big props. I know it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, kind of going on students. I know you. I know Spencer graduated from here. Is there anything that you you always remember fondly about? As we refer to him as Uncle Spence. So Spencer, he's... Spencer Martin, our director, he's fantastic. I mean, I've had Thanksgiving with his family, and there's so many fun moments. He's a really fun guy. He's most people where he will have fun with everyone as long as everybody commits to our goals. I think one of my favorites, it's from last season, the U of I versus... U-U-L-L, University yeah. of Louisiana Lafayette. So, the idea of a band getting a te- any kind of foul called, when you're in high school band, you hear a, almost as like this urban legend, a band can get fouls called, and you're like, yeah, whatever, it's never going to happen. And that game, we got a foul called on us for the I wouldn't band say a foul, it was, more just, it, was a, a it was a warning. It was a warning by the refs. They were a just like, stop call. playing when, the, when, they, when they're in offensive formation. Which they weren't even in formation, but whatever. And they show the band up on the Jumbotron. You just see Spencer throwing paper in the air like flags. And if you watch, we found video on YouTube where you can see in the corner of the screen just these little papers flying in the air. Spence just taunting them. He felt if you're going to throw some, I got flags too. I can (laughs) toss them. And after the game, we had so many different just students from the student section who had never even interacted (laughs) with the band go up to him and be like, this one guy goes up to Spencer, high five, you're the effing man. And and Spencer just looks so confused. So funny, this guy has his girlfriend with with him (laughs) and she's just like, okay. Yeah, Spencer is the ultimate. He's... Cool, bro. He, he he really creates a a fun culture, and he and he, but he keeps it professional, and that's mm-hmm. the really cool thing is like you can still do really goofy stuff, yeah. really out there, even kind of bold. You can come up to the line, but you can't cross the line. And I know the band in the last ten years, well, you know, two thousand, you know, early two thousands until Spencer came on, um, had some struggles with performing and sobriety. And those not quite lining up all the yeah. time. Uh, there was just a culture of getting wasted before games uh, for, for some folks. And Spencer really put a, a crackdown on that. But yeah. not in a really like hard off way. But he's like, you know what we're doing here? You should you should be performing for that. Or you should yeah. like not be in this band. And you know if you've got an, an issue. If, there, if you feel you need to do something before a game. Like come talk to me. Like think of me like an uncle or something. And it's like he has this really cool thing that I've... Um, incorporated into my life the way I kind of look at things and how you can really do wild stuff but also like have a professional performance that you want to do um and you know once that's over you know uh you can do other things but um but during the I I think it creates a really good culture yeah kind of like just during the say during the game but like once he wants to make sure you're that peak performance for the game but he doesn't he understands. Yeah. It's, he understands. He understands we're college kids, and we all, we, all, we all like to do college kids stuff. I don't know, I was kind of talking with everybody before this, I don't like one of my kind of, just kind of funny moments with Spence is just, even he'll just come up with a chance during games. I think during a couple, couple even during Reno, he came up with some just chance none of us would ever think of. Yeah, 
There's some sassy ones. Even one yeah. I remember, and he probably wouldn't like me bringing it up, but there was a Montana fan in Reno years ago. That was um, about 2015 or something, 2016 or something like that. Yeah. And just this drunk was, fan. He was drunk, and he was belligerent. Having a good time. But, like, he was, you know, and Spencer's really, you know, trying to get at this guy or something, and he's kind of getting under Spencer's skin, and um, you can tell the guy's a little, little tipsy woohoo, and so... Spencer starts chanting. The whole band turns around, because the guy's behind us, yeah. actually, in the stands. And so the whole band turns around, and Spencer <laughs> starts chanting, Time for last call! Time for last, last call! <laughs> and it's like, you can really roast people with some good chants. And there's some times when, when Spencer's really, really on it, really uh, really electric, and has some funny stuff. And, you know, comes up with some things, and he's like, Ooh, we shouldn't say that to Montana, yeah, but you thought about like, it. <laughs> I remember, like, there's a chant that, Involving sheep, involving sheep, and uh, and or people loving them. Yeah, and there was a Spence was like you could. There was there's the professional Spence, but there's also like the Idaho. There's like the Vandal. Well, he's mm-hmm. an alumni of our there's a van, there's a van, there's the Vandal. There's the spirit spirit Vandal spirit Spence, and there's he was like he kept it kept it professional. Well, but fun. yeah, but there was just. Yeah, that was, uh, and just kind of kind of wrapping up on the Spencer stuff, was he, I remember getting out of practice, we're, we're practicing, I think pre-game or something, and I just remember where Spence is all over the place, we're, we're all in the field practicing our stuff, and you can just see Spence walking in the bleachers along the alumni side, and I don't know, he just eats it, just walking on the, he just falls over in the stands, and it was just the funniest thing ever. We'll just add one last little thought, is that because Spencer is an alumni of our program, both undergrad and masters not only is there no secrets from him because he knows everything that goes on but he has an understanding of what's going on and i think it's great because he understands our traditions plus when he wants to create new things he knows how to evolve the band that still stays true to our spirit yeah and so kind of going into the final finalish segment here Shannon and Jack, there is a segment from the normal podcast called Ask TATC, and I did ask if there was any questions for you two and I too. And this first one is from, I believe it's John Mortensen? Yeah. And he asked, what school has the second best marching band in the country? Is there one that you guys are a fan of or one you've, you've been a fan of before? I guess the one I'm most familiar with, only because I went to graduate school, is CSU. But it's not just because I went to grad school there and had them as students, but the CSU practice facility for their marching band was less than a block away from my apartment. So it was like I was there all the time. It was kind of fun hearing them rehearse, including songs where I know we had done it before. They have beautiful white fluffy plumes I always wanted to pet but never got to. That's still a life goal of mine. Okay. Very inspiring. Jack, is there a band you like? Have you ever just it's it's really not like I love Idaho's marching band, and I think it's because it's been such a special, fun um, community organization. Like it's a lot more than a marching band. Like I wasn't going to do marching band when I came to college. I I did it in high school, and I was like, ah, this is all right. It's kind of fun, but I'm not going to do this in college. And um, a few weeks before the semester started, um, a former you know. former classmate, you know, who had graduated and went to U of I, um, she's like, no, you should really try it out. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And, and I, I loved it more than anything I've loved in the entire world. And it's, it's not just a marching band. It's so much more. And so 
I can't really say. There's no, not like, really like. There's not really like Ohio too. State. I don't know. Yeah. Like no, but, I, no, I get what you're saying. Like, I, don't, I don't. I care about marching bands, but like mostly I care about our marching band because of the people in it and the crazy things we do with the yeah. lights. You know, if you can be the only one at what you do, it's really special. Yeah. So there's shtick. Um, we've been working with the computer science department to make these and LED light-up glasses that are coordinated. And Emmy and mechanical engineer with, like, the fancy drum set and stuff yeah, like that we made the, a couple the, years ago. Yeah, the Beast, I think. Band Beast. Band Beast and yeah. this yeah. like, big wooden drum set rolling around on basketball wheels. Yeah. Um, but there's wacky stuff we get to do like that. Yeah. Really, so really no... pushing the envelope on okay. what you can do for a show. I mean, Brantley on the keytar, yeah. um, which is just hilarious in its own right. But it's like no one... synthesizer, which yeah. Spencer accidentally scheduled to be in the middle of Moscow's synthesizer fest. So we were relative. <laughs> yeah, I don't relevant. Kind of answering that question myself, I'd kind of say, kind of like Jack. I don't. There's not really a number, number two really for me. The best kind of marching band in the country. But if I had to pick one, I'd say University of Washington because I used to go to football games there all the time, just watching their band. Kind of kept me in, kept me in band stuff. I like their Boeing Centennial show. Yeah, I mean Boeing's one of their sponsors, but like they made planes on the field. That's fun. I think we should do more pictures. I like yeah. the things we do, but I feel like. We could enhance our picture. I wish, wish we could, but like we're kind of game. limited with the with the slope of the stands. Mm-hmm. And then the next next and I think final question here is from I want to say Brian Marceau. His question was: Is how difficult was it to bring and sustain game day energy during some of the awful and or when seasons of hope where hopes were already dashed? Hashtag Ask TATC. <laughs> um. Sometimes we were the fans. We had to create it ourselves. I I know I know what I've kind of told Jack, and I think some other friends was I. I didn't like the negative. Some like the negative stuff. People were like, I don't say talking about the band, but just kind of just being always negative about football. So it's kind of like you know, what? I'm just gonna. Kind of be this super fan during game day and stuff, and it kind of manifested itself into being what I actually am now for almost everything. You, now. you pretended to be like a super fan, and just now over, like, it just kind of overreacted the, to everything. It just the, kind of it just became it just became a part of me in real life. Yeah, I remember yeah. even your freshman year because for people listening, I was both these guys' section leader at the dawn time. <laughs> people would be in the dome. The team might be having a hard time on the field. People would be leaving. It'd be emptying, and Martin would be. We'd all be super enthused, and Martin would be like, yeah, even if they barely made it across the field, just the fact they did it. It was amazing. you you got to give that energy to yourself, because um, if you if you put it out, you'll definitely get it back from the people around you and from the fans and, and from the team, you know, if you can have enough coordinated vibes. Um, but you just have to give it to yourself, and I like dancing a lot, and so if there's a good tune that comes on, I'm able yeah. to dance some. Um, but sometimes you just start dicking around, too. Like, so in the stands in the football games... Um, the drum line plays a lot. These cadences, just short, repeating, like, you know, things that the, just the drum line plays. And they all have names, you know. There's um, the booty cadence. Vandals. There's fall down vandals. There's chubby guy. There's south bender. There's pepper. Tunnel. But yeah, and so there was this one called fall down vandals. And it's just, it's just one of the cadences. And so Spencer has, you know, five big-ass flashcards, you know, pieces of paper with some text. And it's like, all right, play the, you know, it says booty on it. It's like, okay, and they play the booty cadence. And oh, okay. And so... He holds up something that's probably for a Southbender and points, and Adam Reem, who was leading the snare line there, he just starts going for uh, the fall down vandals, which has a little thing we all kind of get down. We put um, a crouch, put the capes over your head, and then at the end, everyone goes, woo! And explodes, and you yeah. throw something. And, um, and 
Spencer puts up another one, a different one, calls it, and, you just do and the then same boom, thing. Boom, you know, everyone in the band is like, oh, that's not what's been, oh, it's fall down vandals again, and everyone starts getting down. And then a few times we'd be done, and Adam would just keep it going, and we just fall down after fall down. So you, you start kind of playing around, um, there's, you find out there's things just you can do. Fun. Just have fun. Even yeah, you can really times. make your own experience, you, you, you yell some things, and you get some games going on, and yeah, you kind of dig around like Adam was with Fall Down Vandals. It was really a good hoot. Like, that gave me a ton of energy yeah, in that give, game. Yeah, it just makes everything funner. Fun. Well, and from a pragmatic standpoint, because I've been there at games where we went into double overtime and it was still bad at football games or any event, and you're going to be there, when you're in the band, you're there, no matter how many people are coming in or leaving, whatever, you're there, you might as well have a good time of it, and... By my senior year, I thought a lot about how what would it like to be one of those athletes, one of those football players on the field, and it's already it's you know maybe you're not having the best game ever, and to look watch people leaving those stands, and I thought that would be a really crummy feeling to have, and so it's like you know if people aren't going to be Even there for, and yeah. give them the pep, we have to give them their always support because we're we're vandals yeah. with them. We're, always try and leave. Always try and make fans leave on a happy now instead of just always down after like a football yeah. loss something like that we're with them yeah the band's been really special for all of us and um that's why we're still here yeah well thanks for thanks for coming and joining me jack and shannon yeah treat to be here thanks thanks again for everybody that listens is there anything any final final thoughts you got anything you want anything you want to promote we are pop 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 Maybe not See, now, that's, about that. that's about that. That's all yeah, I got. it's about that time, but... Anything? We are. We, so the Vandal Marching Band, as we head into our centennial, we are at the biggest we've ever been, about 250 people. Our uniforms are almost 20 years old. They're falling apart, and we just don't have enough for everybody. We don't even have enough plumes for everyone. We do have a fund going to raise money for the uniforms. It is its own separate fund. Like, whenever you get donation letters, there is a separate box for for the Vandal Marching Band. And if you want to see your favorite marching band, the best marching band in the world, get outfitted in snazzy, beautiful new uniforms, especially in time for the centennial, you can be that change by donating your change. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Jack, anything you want to close out on or anything? Okay. I've, I've said. I've said. You don't want to start anything out. Start. Well, I mean, no. Like, okay. You already cut me off the well, first you can, time. You can try it again now if you want. No, the moment's <laughs> okay. gone. The moment's okay. gone. Sorry, Kim Trav the North Raven Bowl. Bop 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 bop. Kim Trav around the North Raven Bowl. everybody and as uh well it's kind of weird to say now that we're the band special podcast we'll band play us out with a beer song <laughs> <laughs>